in the name of Jesus. As Jesus lay dying on the breast of the cross, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. It was clear to all that the light of the world was being extinguished. Darkness wasn't the only catastrophe of the afternoon. When Jesus finally died, we hear St. Matthew tell, after Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Suddenly the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks were split. Tombs were opened and many bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised to life. Those who came out of the tombs went into the holy city after Jesus' resurrection and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those who were guarding Jesus with him saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, Truly this man was the Son of God. So it was clear to all, again, that this was no mere man. It's only stubbornness that chooses to disbelieve it. We heard Jesus' words, a claim that he made. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Where is he now? When darkness covers all around us, hasn't this word failed? No. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His word stands true. St. John began his gospel account this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the, with God in the beginning. Through him everything was made, and without him not one thing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In the death of God, it looks as though God is defeated. But in fact, it is through this death that he is victorious. Note this too, that every time in John's gospel that Jesus said, I am, the evangelist is actually highlighting this as a claim to divinity. Moses was told from the burning bush, I am who I am. And he also said, you will say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. And so when Jesus said, I am, he was identifying himself as this God who had come to deliver his people. One time he said, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry, and the one who believes in me will never be thirsty. Again, how often don't believers in Jesus feel the pangs of hunger just as we see the sky darkened? Has Jesus' word failed? No. Jesus was relating the account of the Israelites in the wilderness and how God miraculously fed them with manna from heaven. Psalm 78 gives the account in poetic form. They did not believe in God and they did not trust in his salvation. Nevertheless, he gave a command to the skies above and he opened the doors of the heavens. He rained down manna for them to eat and he gave them the grain of heaven. Each of them ate the bread of the mighty ones. He sent them all the food they could eat. He sent out the east wind from the heavens, and he let out the south wind by his power. Then he rained meat down on them like dust, and flying birds like sand on the seashore. He made the birds fall down inside their camp all around their dwellings. Then they ate until they had more than enough, for he had brought them what they craved. 
They had not yet turned away from what they craved. Their food was still in their mouths. Then God's anger rose up against them. He killed the strongest among them. He cut down the best young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they kept sinning, and they did not believe in his wonders. So he ended their days in frustration and their years in terror. This was a gracious bread of life from heaven that he gave to his people to give them life. In their unbelief, though, they turned it into death. But Jesus himself being this bread of life from heaven turns death into life. For this is the will of my Father, he said, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. And this claim of Jesus being the bread of life was fulfilled in his supper. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples. He said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. He could give his body in the bread for them to eat because he was going to die. And he could give his blood to drink because he was shedding it. He said another thing on another occasion, Amen, amen, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it continues to be one kernel. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Jesus died, and therefore he is able to disperse his life to many. This is the life that he shines on us, being the light of the world. This fulfills the word of Isaiah. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will hold on to your hand and I will guard you. I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people, to be a light for the nations, so that my salvation will be known to the end of the earth. Jesus is proving himself not only to be the God of Israel, but the Messiah, the one God chose to bring salvation And this is salvation not only for Israel, but for the ends of the earth. He is the light that shines the world over. The prophet also foretold about the Messiah's coming. On that day, the deaf will hear the words from a book, and out of gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind will see. It was when Jesus healed a blind man and his disciples asked why that man was born blind that the Lord said, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that God's works might be revealed in connection with him. I must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So there is darkness in the world, but it is oppressive only so that God's light is seen more starkly in contrast. Just think about the contrasts this night in the middle of the day. From noon until 3 p.m., darkness covered the world as God's heart grew weaker with each beat. But it was at that time that his light of deliverance was shining brighter. So God's light does not shine in a way that the world comprehends. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
So Jesus said again, Amen, I'm, Amen, I tell you, I am the door for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. There's a distinct difference between those who are saved and those who are not. Jesus' followers go through the right door. False teaching, which is disguised as wisdom in this world, masquerading as light, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light, it leads only to dark corners where the wolves are waiting. But Jesus leads out into unknown territory, places which look dangerous, but they are the way of life. And more, he claims, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. At the moment, it appears the shepherd has been overcome by the wolves, but in fact, that's the moment that he has won the full and utter salvation of the flock. Jesus is not saying here, I love my sheep so much, I'm even willing to die for them. No, what he's saying is, I must die, and I will die to save my sheep. Finally, therefore, Jesus says this, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even if he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never perish. In order for there to be resurrection... There must first be death. Jesus won life for us by first entering into our death and defeating that death and rising out of death himself. Now those who believe will also rise with him. Jesus says this too, and you must hear it. You must take it to heart. Look at the bread of life, which is this man from Nazareth. Look at the light of the world, shrouded in darkness on the cross. Look at this door for the sheep enclosed in a grave. Look at this shepherd devoured by the wolves. Look at this resurrection and the life, dead. Look at all this and hear Jesus' question. He says, do you believe this? Consider the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. And Luther has said the creed is nothing other than the answer and confession of Christians arranged with respect to the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. Who is your God? We answer with the creed. In this creed and in the gospel, we see that the God that we have is a God who has given us himself. His light is extinguished, but through that death, we see it shining even brighter and shared also with us to give us the forgiveness of sins. This is what we mean by the prayer and blessing. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.